Okay, we're ready. You can turn in your Bibles tonight to Psalm 137. Remember, we said this morning, tonight, next Sunday morning and Sunday evening, we want to encourage you and bring you some messages that I think should help us prepare our hearts and minds for the upcoming revival and evangelistic services that start Good Friday. So uh, we're going to continue along those lines tonight. In Psalm 137, uh, beginning at verse 1, we want to read the first of four verses. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us myrrh, saying, Sing as one of the songs of Zion. And how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Now let me give you a little bit of background on this psalm. And then if you want to, in the meantime, you can turn to the book of Jeremiah. We'll be in that book for the rest of the message after we give you some introduction here. What was this all about, this psalm? Well, in this passage, we find that Israel was taken uh, uh, captive by uh, Babylon. They were invaded. The the Babylons uh, pillaged the country. They killed a lot of people. And they took the leaders, and especially the young men, that they would consider could do something to draw the people back together and maybe even help defeat the Babylonian captives. So they made sure they took them captive with a lot of other people into the land of Babylon. Uh, They didn't want those those young men to become leaders and uh, uh, destroy what the Babylonian people had in mind. And, of course, as we take up this account, we, we find that some of the is, Israeli captives were sitting on the bank of a river in the country to which they were taken and held captive. Uh, things had not turned out as they planned. It seemed that God has turned, had turned his back on them when, uh, in reality, they turned their backs on God. The joy was gone. Uh, They have reached a point where really they have given up. They've given up. And they hung their harps on the willow trees. That's quite a, a, a picture to imagine that when these people were very active as far as playing instruments. The psalms that were written were really their songbook at that time. Many of these psalms they would sing on the way up to worship when they went up to Jerusalem. But now here they are in captivity and the joy is gone. Let me ask you this question. You don't have to answer this out loud. Just think about it. Did you ever feel like that? You were in a place that, you know, it just didn't feel right. Things were going wrong. Uh, you, you just feel like you're just going through the motions even when you come to church. Uh, you, 
you even feel that all of the excitement and joy is gone from your life and you're just going to wait and see what's going to happen next. Uh, you don't know what's coming, but it can't be good because you can't remember the last time you had a break. And some days maybe people go through that kind of a situation. There are times even the Christian uh, where life seems that way sometimes. Uh, either you're going through a, a tough time with your finances, perhaps with, uh, with your family, perhaps with loved ones, perhaps you're going through a time of loneliness. Uh, I experienced that uh, when I lost my first wife, the lonely times. Uh, and you've got to understand, when you're going through those kind of times, sometimes you want people with you and sometimes you don't. But the thing that we have to remember is God is always with us. Amen? Even through those times. Or perhaps you're going through a tough time as far as a job is concerned. And then there's another word that starts with a J. You might be going through some time that you have to deal with some jerks, if you excuse that language. But we all run across things like that from time to time. It's amazing how many jerks you can find at a job, if you know what I mean. But God will help you to even get through that. Um, the Bible records that God led the children of Israel out of Egypt. We addressed that this morning, but I, I want to concentrate on Israel because they're there for an example for us. Uh, he had provided for them. Uh, he had led them through the wilderness. He provided for them every step of the way, food and even their clothing didn't wear out. Just think about that. Uh, he gave them victory over their enemies, and they thought they were going to be living the good life. After a while, however, they began to forget about God and what he had done for them and what he had provided for them. That's when their trouble started. And that's when your trouble starts, too, when you forget who's in charge. God's in charge. You're not in charge. God's in charge. And, of course, uh, then, uh, so God punished them. Now, did you hear what I said? God punished them by allowing the Babylonian people to take them into captivity and invade their land. Uh, they destroyed the temple. Uh, again, we said at the beginning, they deported large number of Israelites. Many people were killed. Families were separated. Can you imagine that? It was a tough time for God's people. And that's when this psalm was written. That's when it was written. You can get home, go home this week and read the rest of that psalm. But uh, that's when it was written. Can you imagine that? And to make matters even worse, the people who brought all of them to this foreign place, uh, from what we read... They were asking them, well, why aren't you singing? I mean, get your harps down. Sing us a song. Now, we don't know whether they were ridiculing them or perhaps even the enemies enjoyed the songs that they were singing. Uh, who knows? I know people who are not saved that enjoy listening to a good hymn and sing along with them many times. Uh, so who knows? So... Um, 
maybe you're even saying today too, I used to have uh, hope, I used to have that joy. Uh, when I sang, I used to have tears coming down my face from just realizing the words that were in that song and how they encouraged me and others as I sang them. Um, now, I don't know your situation today. Some of you might be going through some hard times. I don't know. But I do know the person that does know, and that's God. God knows. Uh, and sometimes, just like with the children of Israel, God allows pain to come into our lives. Uh, sometimes God allows pain because he wants us to grow. Uh, sometimes we hurt because we live in a fallen world. Uh, and, and we suffer because of uh, other people's sins and selfishness. That can happen to us too. I don't know uh, why you're going through what you are right now, if you are going through anything. Uh, but I can tell you this. Uh, there's a better way to handle the situation than to simply hang your head down and hang your harp on a willow tree. There's a better way to handle it. And we know that God rose up many of the prophets uh, to warn the children of Israel before they went into captivity, but he also sent some of those prophets along into captivity to also to encourage them. And that's uh, somewhat of the case when you think about uh, Jeremiah. Uh, I would imagine you would have turned to that already, but oops, I just brushed that mic. Uh, turn to Jeremiah 29 now. Jeremiah ch chapter 29. There's a couple of things we need to learn from this book of Jeremiah today uh, concerning, um, first of all, after some of the people, like we said, had been captured and taken to Babylon, they sat down and they quit. So God had the prophet Jeremiah write them a letter to remind them of a few things. And that's what we want to look at tonight and to remind us of a few things, no, uh, no matter what we're going through or what we're experiencing. In Jeremiah 29 and verses 4 to 6, we see the first point. I'm going to read it and then I'll give you that point. Jeremiah 29, now remember where they're at and how they got there. But beginning at Jeremiah 29, 4, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build ye houses, and dwell in them, and plant gardens, and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives, and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons, and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that ye may be increased there, and not diminished. Point number one sound, might sound kind of strange, but after reading this, you should understand it. When times are hard, keep on living. When times are hard, keep on living. That's exactly what God told the children of Israel. You're in captive. Your homes were destroyed that you were taken away from. There is no more temple. But look, uh, now we know from uh, what it tells us later on in the scripture, God was going to keep them there for 70 years. 
There's a sense in which we are in a foreign country. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. So we are here. So let's live. Uh, There you are. When times are hard, keep on living. God told his disciples. God tells us it's not going to be easy in this world. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have persecution. But I love what he told the disciples and he tells us too. But be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. But you have to live here. So you might as well make the best of it. And that's exactly what God was telling the children of Israel. As they were in a foreign land and in captivity. Build houses. Plant your gardens. Now another reason that they were probably told to do that. Is because God was going to bless them even in the middle of all their trouble. I'm sure of that. I can almost assure you, although the Bible doesn't say it. That when those Babylonian people walked by some of those gardens that the Israelites had started, they said, my goodness, Joe, did you see the size of them tomatoes in those gardens that those Israelis put out? We don't have anything like that. Well, that would have to make them scratch their head and have to realize God was blessing them even in a foreign country. And even though they were put there and being punished by God. He was going to use it to even make them a witness to the people who put them into captivity. Now, when you think of it that way, it doesn't look so bad for the children of Israel, does it? So when times are hard, keep on living. Um, God said, I know things are tough. I know you're frustrated, but now is not the time to quit. Keep building houses. Keep raising your, your family. Stay in the game. I know why you're here. I put you here. But that isn't any reason for you to stop living and especially to start to start serving me the way you should in the first place. Uh, So when times are tough, don't run to a bottle. Uh, Don't run to another man or woman like some people do. You know, the grass is greener on the other side till you get there and you find it's brown. Uh, Don't hide in your work or in your TV shows. When times are tough, keep on living, keep on doing the things you know to do. Keep reading your Bible and keep praying. Keep living. Now, number two is found in verse seven. Look at that. And seek the peace of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captive, captives, and pray unto the Lord, for it is for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. So what's he saying here? When times are hard, help those who hurt you. Ooh, that's not easy. That's not easy. Uh, That's tough to do sometimes. Uh, When someone has hurt you, when someone has cheated you, when someone has talked about you, it's hard to want the best for them. But really, that's what God is saying here. What's he talking about? Peace. Well, peace. They took us here. They brought us here. Uh, we don't have things exactly real good, but uh, except for what God, how God has blessed us and how he has provided for us. But now you want us to treat them OK and uh, you want us to help them. Well, of course, uh, God says uh, you're better than that. Don't try to. To get back at them. Pray for them. 
and help them. There it is. Now, look at verse 10. Verse 10. It says, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years, there it is, be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. What's he saying there to the children of Israel? When times are hard, look to the future. You don't necessarily know what the future holds here on earth. But you know what it holds when you get to heaven. You'll be with Jesus for eternity. That's going to beat anything that you've had to experience down here. And today, of all days, my eyes are bothering me more than they ever did. And I'm blinking and sometimes I can see and sometimes I can't. But it'll be worth it all when we get to heaven. Amen. Especially when I get new eyes. Hallelujah. All right. So when times are hard, look to the future. Uh, you got to remember this. No desert time, if God puts you there, lasts forever. And there is a sense in which this is a desert time for the children of Israel. And he already assured him, it's not going to last forever. Neither will your desert. Whatever it is, it won't last forever. Whatever that desert is. So, when times are hard, look to the future. Um, then look at verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Oh, now here's one. When times are hard, remember God's love. He still loves you. Remember God's love. Um, some things you can't change. Some things that are done are done. Move on. Move on. When times are hard, remember God's love. Uh, The Bible says you were created by God. You were created in the image of God. You were created uh, for a reason, and God loves you. He'll never desert you. He'll never let you stranded. He loves you. He cares for you. God has great plans for you. Plans for your benefit, for your welfare, for your good. He does. Don't quit because those uh, uh, plans uh, didn't come to perfection yet. Keep, Keep on keeping on. Don't throw in the towel. God's not done with you yet. I don't know how many of you, and I I don't recommend all movies out there, but sometimes even Hollywood comes up with a good theme for a movie. And it actually makes sense. I don't know all the time why they have to put nudity in some of these or bad words, but sometimes they put together a good movie that has a good uh, uh, idea behind it. And I think one of them, and I don't know how many of you remember this, this goes back quite a few years, uh, Karate Kid. Anybody remember that movie, The Karate Kid? Well, a city kid moved to a new town, and uh, some of the locals started to pick on him. Uh, so he convinced a, a uh, oriental gentleman uh, uh, to teach him martial arts. 
Well, the first several days that he showed up for training, his instructor had him do chores. He was expecting to get in there, wow, cool, you know, whoa, knew how to kick and all that. Well, that's not how he stood, but you see that I almost fell over, yeah, okay. Remind me not to do that anymore, Marianne, okay. So the first several days, uh, he showed up for training. His instructor had him doing these chores, waxing his car. He had, him, he had him paint the fence and the boardwalk. Uh, after a couple of days of that, he got mad, this young guy, and he said he told his instructor that he was using him as a slave. It turned out that each of the moves that he was going to have to perfect, he was doing while he was doing the chores, and it was actually defense moves for martial arts that he would be taught later on. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. The boy thought he was being used. While in reality, he was being taught and toughened the whole time he was doing things that he thought, what am I doing this for? Did you ever say this? Lord, why did you bring me down this path? Really? Do you know what you're doing? I'm going to quit. No, don't do that. There's a reason that God has you waxing your car or somebody else's. There's a reason God has you painting somebody else's fence. There's a reason God has to make you do what you do. He has a plan for your future. And it's going to work out just fine. And I remember how that movie ended. He beat up a lot of guys that were giving him a lot of trouble, didn't he? A different story. I don't think God prepares us for that. He takes care of the beating up, but you get the idea. Uh, God loves you, and the difficulties that you might even be undergoing right now are simply the Lord teaching and growing you to the person he wants you to be. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. You may not understand it now, but God is working for your benefit because he loves you and he loves you more than any love that you have experienced in this lifetime. I love my wife uh, 320%, but God loves me even more than that. And you can't forget that. He does. Now, look at verses 12 to 14. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whether I whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I cause you to be carried away captive. Number five, when times are hard, hang on tight. Hang on tight. Did you ever experience a ride uh, on a roller coaster? When I was a kid, I was talked into going on a roller coaster. I haven't been on many, but the up and down, especially the down, you know what? I was hanging on to that bar in front of me like you couldn't believe, right? because I didn't want to go flying out, but I knew I 
I, I wasn't going to go flying out. But my glasses did. They flew, almost flew out of the car, and they ended up on, on the floor. And I didn't even think about picking them up until the car stopped. But I was hanging on. When I was dating Mary Ann, I took her to a park. And it was just a little uh, roller coaster. I must have wasted my breath for 10 minutes trying to talk her into getting on that little baby's roller coaster. And you know how many times we rode that? Absolutely zero. She wouldn't get on it, okay? <laughs> she wouldn't get on it. So uh, maybe a poor illustration, but remember, hang on. Don't, don't throw away the rope. Don't throw away the towel. Hang on, because God has plans for you. Uh, when times are hard, you may not understand what's going on. But you know the one who does. Hang on tight to him. Now, I know about the scripture that says you're in his hand. I understand that. But it doesn't hurt for you to hang on to, although you're not going anywhere. But that means when you're hanging on, that means you're, you're close to him. That's what that means. It's a little like the blind man uh, with a seen eye dog. Have you ever seen people like that? I, I've seen people like that. Uh, the, the man with a uh, blind man with a seen eye dog walking up to an intersection. Uh, the dog stops. Uh, the man wants to go forward, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't know what's happening right then. He doesn't know if traffic is coming. He doesn't know what dangers are around him. All he knows that he has someone at his side who knows what's going on. And he relies on that seeing eye dog. And it's the same way for you and I. You're blind too as you walk through this earth sometimes. But you're hanging on to the hand of somebody that when he stops, it might be a good idea for you to stop. When he picks up his pace, it might be a good idea for you to pick up your pace. You get the picture? There it is. Uh, And of course... uh, we just, when, when we know trouble is coming or we sense it, guess what? We ought to hang on even tighter to him. Uh, you may not see what danger lies ahead, but God does. Uh, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And uh, I think that as we think about this message today, I would encourage you to commit yourself to being faithful to the Lord no matter what comes our way. And make up our minds that we will not quit, we will not stop, we will not give up. Because God has us here for a reason and a purpose. And all we have to do is follow his direction. And we will see success and we'll bring glory to God. Amen. Amen. Amen.